Hey there, guys. Uh, welcome to Through Autistic Eyes, where I'm an autistic photographer, seeing the limitless potential in others and, you know, bridging those two different worlds together in a way. So uh, right now I have a, a guest here that I'm in interviewing here. Uh, she's part of the Next Impactor along with me, and her story's so good, uh, I decided to share it and, you know, give uh, and give your support if her story resonates with you a lot. So let's get talking about her. She's uh, Francesca Fonzi. Uh, she's an activist, politician, businesswoman, Sanek member, I hope I'm saying that right, uh, S-A-N-E-C, uh, and also a New York Times author. We're going to get into that because I did not know that. So, and of course, and she's a uh, an official South African women's champion against GBV, domestic violence, intimate femicide with Department of Justice and Constitutional Development in South Africa. Wow, and yeah, you guys should be voting for her. I mean, so, uh, okay, so let's say, uh, okay, so let's get uh, started with, uh, um, with, you know, getting to the roots of the things, the core of what, how everything started, kind of like the beginner story, so to speak, because uh, you start off with uh, growing up in South Africa. So why, why, don't, why don't we start there and, uh, you know, share your experience of growing up and everything you have run, run into. Okay, I grew up in rural South Africa. Uh, both my parents uh, are European. My mum uh, was born in South Africa and then there was uh, diversion and she, but she came back and, and uh, her mother married here again and my mm. father came here after the Second World War. So I had two very different uh, parents with uh, different views than the average person in South Africa. Mm. I think uh, to give American viewers a little bit of perspective in, in terms of your own history, it would have been, um, our family would have been from the, the north prior to the Civil War, and mm. we landed up in the, in the deep south in Louisiana, you know, during the Civil War. That's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just to show uh, progress of South Africa has been going through and... Um, yeah. you, you know, um, I was born in the, in, in the 60s, so South Africa was absolutely in the middle uh, of, in, in the grips of apartheid. And it was in the, in the really, the first two decades when it was really tough. It was the time when, when Nelson Mandela was going to jail with Walter Sisulu and all our other great leaders. Hmm. It was a time if, if you were white and you were opposing the, the atrocities of the regime that you would just simply disappear or die. Hmm. Um, it was really kind of a challenging era. And, you know, it didn't light up in the 70s either. You know, in 1976, we had the student uprising where 1,500 school children were shot by the uh, apartheid regime yes. in Soweto. Um, so there's, there's a, a lot of history in this country um, that one just doesn't understand during the time of or in, in the world where the rest of the world was doing go, going through progressive steps to move away from racial lines and to be more inclusive in terms of women and to to just grow a little bit more consciously aware of global citizenship. South mm. Africa was being uh, subdued to a media ban. Uh, you know, we, we were so closed off. Um, I don't think we, we really received any news from anywhere in the world to a, a greater extent. So we, we became very isolated. Um, yeah. And then, of course, my with my first husband, we were both in in the anti-apartheid movement in business. Yeah. 
uh, it ultimately led to his uh, death. I only found out in 2004 um, mm. the truth behind his death, the death of my stepson, the death of, of, of friends. And uh, there was a very difficult year in my life uh, yeah. when, when so many people were just lost. And I can't tell you how many times I felt uh, with my children really terrorized. And uh, being safe one day and literally uh, packing up your kits and your furniture and your car and just find a new way the next day. People do not understand what it is like. I mean, even yeah. now today, people who, who serve with me in the African National Congress, they don't understand what it's like to not be able to disappear. Because I couldn't go into Soweto or uh, Mamelodi or any other township and disappear. Yeah. You know, have people, I, I stood out, I'm tall, I'm blonde, you know, I wherever I went, people notice. So I I lived through some, some very stressful times. And, yeah, um, and it's something that people tend to take for granted here in the United States in comparison to, you know, yeah. something like that. For instance, your 4th of July, uh, my the, the few friends that I do have in the States know, don't even mention it to me because to me, the 4th of July in my life was was the date that I was abducted by apartheid security forces on the 4th of July, 1987. My, my eldest daughter was five months old. I really didn't think I was ever going to see her or my, my late first husband again. Um, and it's it's not something one one really discusses, you know. It's yeah. it's, it's a almost like a rather... almost like a stigmatized kind of thing where no, you don't really, it's, or is it the things that you lived mm. in, a, in 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 that moment? Yeah. Um, you must remember, uh, Christopher. You didn't deal with normality at the time, and I mm. think. That was my greatest encounter with gender violence. Um, in in the 80s, uh, you know, I was very young and very beautiful, and 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 I'll, you know, there was this uh, specific thing that was associated with me. Um, and in the in the country, you know, in those days. Um, when, when a woman was very beautiful and revered and so on, and then all of a sudden she is looked upon as a traitor, you can imagine the, the level of malice and revenge that is then uh, directed at you. It was really um, the most horrendous experience of, of my life. And uh, uh, I'm not the only one that has experienced things like that in my life. I think everywhere in the world where women take on certain levels of uh, patriarchy yeah. um, and regimes, the women experience that kind of, of behavior. Um, a, a, a great book uh, that, that discussed it, but very briefly, it was discussed in two pages and then it was kind of, was, was the uh, international bestseller country of my skull. Um, mm. It's, but I don't want to dwell on that. It was it, all I want to say to you is the fourth of July is a, is, is, is a very celebrated day in in the states. In my life, it is a it is a, it is a memory that I need to to basically isolate myself yeah. during the day and just just get through it. Um, and you know what? We can heal ourselves as much as we want. We will always have a little bit of a remainder of triggers. Uh, that remain, but you know that's life. We 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 actually need to learn, and we need to teach our children that every day is not the same. You will you will yeah. have highs, you will have lows. It's like a heartbeat. You know, you've got the high spikes and the in between spikes, and then it drops below the line just to remind you that it needs to beat again. And that yeah. is life. You've got this constant variation. So so we really need to. Uh, 
accept that that life is not always you know the high ride yeah and yeah that's definitely true that's certainly been the case with me with uh, <clears throat> you know we go through that's something that basically everyone has in common we all have those highs and lows it's just a diff different of what actually causes those highs and what causes those lows that's and that just and you know just be more un understanding and whatnot you know uh, everybody in life has got uh, challenges and um last week i was severely challenged i must admit you know and i also mm. have days where i wake up in the morning where i think oh my god can't I just sink into a quick coma for a few days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> so we, we, we go through that. And you know what? The, the wonderful thing about dealing with that, Christopher, and you should please listen, uh, yes. you know, when, when you have your challenges, is to accept that it's okay to feel challenged. You know, we, when the, on days, and I've seen it and I did it myself, on days when we are challenged, you know, we, we seem to feel that, that we are not worthy because we, we feel in that way or that, that, no, actually, you know what, um, own your life. When you feel you're going through a challenge and you feel that you're in a down, feel it. But then ask yourself, what can I do to change it? Don't beat yourself up. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow it's going to look different again. And... <laughs> I remember my sister saying to me last last week. Uh, she says to me that the 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 in the Bible it says that you will never have more than you can handle. Yeah. And I and I rem reminded her of uh, Mother Teresa that said uh, quoted that very same verse, and then she said sometimes she just wishes God wouldn't trust her so much. So <laughs> well, he yeah, has we, his reasons. Yes, 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 yes. But, you know, we all feel days where we just feel, oh, and then yeah. you have the in-between days and you've got the highs. So we need to teach our children to live life without this constant expectation. Half of yeah. the issues that drive us crazy is because we buy into hype of media about what a perfect life should be and all these tra-la-la that they show on TV in the... Yeah, especially in on the, Instagram with the posts of all the travels and whatnot. And it's not like that. It's not like that. You know, life is something to be present in. Yeah. And you, you need to be present in your challenges to get through them. And you need to be present in your lives to you, you, and, and your hearts to enjoy them. So that is really, you know, I will lie to you if I tell you I feel happy every day. I'm not. I, some days I deal with incredible stuff that I, uh, and I mean, I've, I've stood with, with the, the limbs of, of severed, severed limbs of people in my hands. Uh, you don't want to do things like that. It's not nice. No. But if you want to assist those who remain behind, then sometimes you just have to to be stronger than you feel. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <clears throat> and we all go through our challenges, but um, always another day, another hour, another minute. And the, always. And the, and of course, you certainly have gone through your challenges, as you mentioned before, your, fir your first marriage, and then you went to the next challenge with the second marriage. With, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's kind of, um, when I think about my second marriage, looking back now, hmm. it is, and knowing what I know today, I can see exactly why I married that specific person. And why, of course, he really targeted me. Because with narcissism, those men target certain women. Um, and after the, 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 the death of my first husband and the way he died and, and the, the displacement that followed that, 
and many other challenges, you know, with, within family context, because uh, I went public with, with anti-apartheid uh, activism, and they were affected, whether they agreed with my political views or not. So I am very honest when I tell you today, I feel completely estranged from my own siblings. Um, mm. I'm not, not making two beans about it. It is a fact. I don't hate them for it, and, and I hope they don't hate me. But um, there has been, been one or two that's been real rudimentary assholes along the way as well. Yeah. So, um, and I'm not going to mince that either. So, you know, you reach a certain stage in your life where you call a spade a spade. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, you know, it, it, the, the last years has been particularly uh, challenging because uh, certain information uh, came out that, that even suggested the involvement of a member of my family in, in some of the atrocities that, I, that, that we experienced. So it is, it's, it's a lot that you need to do and that you to put your mind around and get to grips with. Yep. But I think uh, when it comes to my ex-husband, because of that estrangement and because of, of South Africa being in the throes of finding its new direction, I think he found me very strong in one way, but very vulnerable in another. Mm. And narcissistic people, they like it when they, when they find that combination. Somebody who is very strong in one aspect, but very vulnerable. Uh, they like to isolate you because yeah. it, is, it is almost, the, the, to me, there's so many terms that people use in the world today, but to me it's almost a combination of a, if I have to use somebody else's terms, a spiritual vampire and a yeah, those energy vampires and, and, and things like that. So, um, and if I tell you that everything about him was all bad, I'm not going to tell you that. In the beginning, hmm. we actually worked exceptionally well together. Uh, we, when we were in a, a partnership, a live together relationship. Um, but I found with him specifically and with, the, with his family set up, uh, the real Africana in South Africa, very chauvinistic, very patriar patriarchal uh, uh, family sometimes, not all of them also. Not, we shouldn't generalize everybody. Yeah. But with him specifically, the moment we were married, it was as if a subconscious trigger triggered in his brain and he started behaving as if I was a have to, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to be this, you have to do that. And it, it's the burden that he placed on me became so, so heavy. And I worked so hard and long hours to try and cope with everything that I was committed to. That it led to my, my physical collapse in 2007 and I actually died. Um so yes, I'm one of those people that had a near, what they call or term a near-death experience twice in one night, and uh, that experience has uh, led me to uh, write my my books that I wrote, and um, with regards to the books, they are based on mystic systems and mm. sacred geometries and sacred sounds, the resonances mm. of creation. Uh, they are, I'm not going to tell people they're an easy read. Uh, yeah. What I can say to people is that I am in communication with Hay House. They, they are interested in my following, uh, following uh, manuscripts. Hmm. So I, I would like to finish those as well at some stage. But I do believe um, that, I, you know, every human being, wherever you can, Please raise your consciousness. Yeah. We are so interconnected as a species that every thought form we create 
actually affects the whole planetary consciousness. And now we're dealing with uh, um, quantum sciences, we're dealing with epigenetics. Epigenetics actually proves that the current thought forms that somebody holds now could affect their DNA and could actually manifest like up to eight generations down the line. Mm. Uh, you know, it's there's a there's a potency in 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 our um, energy structures that we carry in our body. If you just think about a few years ago, we thought the quark was the was the smallest uh, uh, quantum particle, and it's just not anymore. You know, so do we really need to think a little bit about more about the creation, about the kind of intelligence that flows through everything yeah, for us to live up to it? Yeah, and just to realize that everything is connected in some way. So what you give out is eventually going to come back to you in some form, whether positive or negative. Oh well, you know what? If that is true, and I and I and I and I kind of believe it too, but then then you know, then my retirement is going to be absolute bliss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something definitely to look forward to, because <clears throat> then you see that through all the different ancient cultures as as well with this mm -hmm. kind of concept, especially with Africa. And I know I mentioned this before, but Ubuntu, a simple term of just. Helping each other out, because I remember the story of uh, <clears throat> a guy that went to a group of African kids that in a circle, and he just gave an apple and s decided to see how, you know, who gets ends up actually picking it to eat it, and instead they just all split precisely evenly, and he was like wondering, okay, uh, why exactly? And all they mentioned was Ubuntu, because how can they eat while they watch everyone else around them starve? So. Yeah, Ubuntu is, is really one of the most beautiful African concepts that there is. Unfortunately, there's a lot of Ubuntu still happening in our African societies. However, with colonialism, a lot of the core and the intrinsic spiritual practices of the pure African experience was altered. So even today, you know, um, in, in South Africa, we have we have challenges politically, economically. Um, we have a, an incredible amount of corruption. Um, I think you know, and, and I stand corrected. This is not a fact. I think I saw an article where we are listed now the seventh most corrupt country in the world, or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's also this incredible number of people who are amazing and who want to change it. So I really think this country has got a great future ahead. We've, we've got a, a, a solid president at the moment. We've got our anti-corruption investigations going on. And I really, really think that for a country, we, we do have a, a great possibilities. Hmm. Um, we didn't have what we experienced today in the time of, of Nelson Mandela. Um, so I really hope that as a country we can get rid of our number one spot in terms of GBV, uh, intimate femicide, uh, domestic violence and everything else that we number one at. Certain trophies you, you, you cannot proud yourself with. So I really, really, really hope and I really see there's a lot of people who want to change and who want to affect change to the effect that we can grow and we can advance and we can take our place, you know, mm -hmm. as as a leading humanitarian country in the world again, because that's where we, where we were. In 1996, I thought this was the greatest country in the world mm. because we, we really... But you see, that's leadership. When your leadership embodies that, it's easy for the country to become that. And I and I know, you know, the states also has got their own issues with their own leaders and, and things in the last year. So at least we're not doing Oh, that. yeah. Let's not get started with that because that's a whole different 
whole different ball game there. <laughs> but <clears throat> but yeah, with everything advancing, and you know, you wanted to contribute your part in the, this great change too, with uh, uh, being a champion for women and also establishing a win, W I I N. So, could you explain more about uh, the thought process that behind of how you got started with it and how you're going to keep moving this forward? Oof. Okay, win is another. It's another ball game. Um, <laughs> WIN is a women's network that we are that we initiated uh, to create a national network of empowered women. Now, how do you empower women who are in a state of trauma because of going through a very traumatic divorce, domestic violence, and everything like that? Yeah. Um, we normally start with groups with with dialogues. We don't call them training because training sounds very formal. It sounds really contrived. So we, I've, I've call, I call whatever it is that I'm doing dialogues, and I, and I always try and keep them interactive. So they normally take, you know, you plan for three hours and you end up doing six because because they're interactive. Women start to share, and it's important for them to share because then they actually shed yeah. that negative energy. But for you, the person who, who directs those dialogues, it's very draining. I find yeah. myself very drained after, after those events. Um, we're entering into Women's Month in August, South Africa now, so it's full of events as well. Hmm. So, yeah, uh, I, I see a few challenges coming. But the, the fact of the matter is you start. First of all, hmm. you, you need to get them to wellness. To get them to wellness, you first need them to purge some of these energies that they've internalized. Yeah. And once they've done that, then you start with workshops of teaching them techniques that assist them daily. Yeah. I'm, very, I'm very into something that is called uh, prana yoga. Um, oh, and okay. Yeah. And it is, it is incredible intensive breath work. It is not so much about positions, but breath work. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we train women that, and we, we also train them, uh, you know, in terms of African culture, you know, to, to f what it was that connected them and made them uh, in their specific culture and, yeah. and given them that sense of, of spiritual experience, consciousness and things like that. So yeah. I'm also very fortunate to, to know an African prophet uh, named Credo Mutwa. So um, I, really, I really love the diversity of humanity. It's just really absolutely fabulous. And that is yeah. where you're at. Once you've got a woman to have to, to the point where she knows she's either in trouble or she knows she's gone through uh, something terrible or she's still stuck in something. Once she has acknowledged the need for change, then it's easier. Whilst they haven't realized it and they're just stuck in this doldrum of, of the one thing day in and day out, it, it's kind of difficult. Yeah, because so it's all you typically know with, at that point. I mean, I was there myself. There was a, there was a time in my life in, in 2012 when, when I, you, if you looked at me, you thought, wow, you know, business and she's doing this and she's doing that. I was a mess. I didn't mm. know it. I was having brain fog. I was having, uh, you know, pain, uh, uh, you know, from, from too much uh, physical inflammation, all kinds of things that, that, that you can go and sit and write a book about. But the fact of the matter is once you realize, once the realization is there that something needs to change and that you need to affect this change to just, and you realize that, that you've lost something about yourself. When you yeah. realize, you know, I'm not, uh, I, I'm somewhere lost. Who am I now? When you look in the mirror and you think, who are you? You know, it's, that is the breakthrough. Once you've, Cross that threshold, it's easier to affect change. Then you can give people yeah. things to read, to listen to, techniques to apply, and you can move them forward. Once a woman is mm. past that point, then it's better to start and and do a, a, a skill set audit on on women, uh, and 
analyze we how you can apply how you can encourage her how can you assist her to create a small business to to lead her and her community or a group of women together to a certain level of financial freedom because that is the problem women yeah. mostly remain in relationships because of the financial implications I personally believe yeah. because my ex-husband and I were married in community of property and because I knew that if I have to dismantle all this this layers and layers of, of business and personal interest that it will be devastating uh, maybe even I, I know I delayed it as well yeah so, it's kind uh, of like a like a power hold on you that they get get off of you know being narcissistic and all so that's just another layer of that but you know a narcissist is a master manipulator and there's yeah. a term called gaslighting and oh man do i see it hmm. i see it in at work daily where you would have uh where you would have a, a somebody to to come in say hello to my granddaughter Hey there. Hello. This is Isabella. That's Christopher. Say hello, Christopher. Hello. Hey there. Don't mind me. I'm seeing her just now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Aww. Another but special guest. So, <coughs> <laughs> yeah, she's very special. Clever little little one, that one. Uh, you know, but gaslighting is, for instance, if hmm. you know somebody said something to you or did something and you say but yesterday you said or you did that and they say to you they say to you but you you know you must be losing the the plot i never said that or where did you hear that or i never did that you know in the beginning you you're kind of resistant to it with it and you, and you can't yeah. but eventually they get so intense that you start to question your own reality and once yeah. you've reached that stage, you're a goner. It's mm. it's not easy to get away from that. And this is definitely something that you're trying to solve along with everything else in WIN as well, that you still continue on. You know, sometimes, sometimes, uh, you know, um, you get women that are so far gone that you that you wonder if you're ever going to nurse them back to themselves. But yeah. whilst you still have the slightest little sense of, of self-regard, then there's a lot that is possible. And there's still hope, so, yeah. But you know what, uh, Christopher, you know, you know, my awareness since I entered uh, X Factor, um, I was a, a yep. very Next aware impact. of... Oh, <laughs> I know I get confused as well. <laughs> yeah, I probably something I watched last night. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I watched a, a golden buzzer moment or something last mm. night. But in any case, uh, so once what I was aware of uh, is mm. in South Africa we've got uh, organisations working towards fathers being involved with with the with their children so and then to realize you know these these similar drives in in the states you uh, brought a new element to my life and my awareness i am going to be very honest um and subsequently i realized that sometimes when they are autistic children in a marriage it places especially if the two people in the marriage on on the same frequency as i will yeah. call it it places stresses on 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 the marriage which which could lead to the abuse of either the woman or the child involved yeah and it was a new awareness and for me and then all of a sudden i had to think okay you know what now if we you do experience that now you've got to think further you've got to expand you've got to you've got to test your plasticity of your brain to see yep. how do you solve that now because now you have uh, a problem to solve in a home uh, hopefully keeping them together but you've also got to create awareness uh, about the the 
the situation of the child because yeah. um, I, I, th I, I didn't even, you know, I didn't, it's something you, you, you so it's, used to the yeah. normal challenges um, that when there's a new aspect coming in, a new awareness, then you realize, but you know what, what you, 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 you were aware of it, but you just wasn't aware enough of it. It just wasn't at the forefront compared to, because mm. you wanted to solve something that's been at the forefront your whole life. And yes. there's also tons of other little aspects behind it that also get affected as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So there's such a lot that, that needs to be learned. And I must tell you, um, I don't know. There are, 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 are several organizations in South Africa dealing with autism. Mm. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm very into uh, um, healing modalities and, and treatment modalities. I prefer all systems natural um, to, to doping children. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. You know, it, it sounds. It sounds crazy with with uh, somebody who used to be in in, in the pharmacy business. But um, I do not think that children needs to need to go on Ritalin and and yeah. all this stuff. Well, I see people <coughs> giving their children. Uh, yeah, I know, cause, uh, yeah, I know, because. Yeah, I know, because I. I'm part of a like a few Facebook groups with mm. either people with autism on the autistic spectrum or parents with kids on the autistic spectrum. And this one woman, uh, she got her child di diagnosed with autism, and her doctor was trying to, you know, the child was like five, and he was trying to get the child prescribed on like five different medications to take at once. It's just crazy. Yeah, it is really crazy. You know, um, I'm very into uh, energy healing, resonance mm -hmm. therapy. Uh, there are so many incredible things that are happening all around the world and various people that develop various systems. Uh, you know, anything that is healthy, uh, yeah. I, I think I prefer. I grew up very, very healthy. I grew up in rural South Africa. Man, we ate, we made our own butter. Mm. We we ate butter. We ate peaches. We there was no none of this uh, um, preservatives and, yeah. and things. And you have to be on this diet and that diet. And you know what? When you get older and you start being aware of all these Atkins diet and this diet and that diet and you start following mm. these things, it helps for a while and then you realize but now <clears throat> you, your body is actually, it's actually worse than it was it was before you started with this thing. Yeah, and that could also possibly have an effect with, uh, you know, not just physical health, but it also affects mentally, which of course leads into, you know, you know, with, uh, the women that have dealt with the abuse, it's, it's not the entire forefront like it is with the abuse, but it's kind of another kind of little undertone as well that affects it in some way. I, I, that's what I think. I think so. And also, you know, I, I don't know how far they are with the research uh, with regards to the causes of, hmm. of autism and ADHD and, and all the different spectrums. But I'm sure, you know, there's got to be some chemical contribution somewhere um, down the line. Because if you, if you look at how the world well, has changed, yeah. and especially people consuming a lot of red meat, I mean, mm. where do you buy really red meat today that, is, that, the, that the animal has not been uh, fed some form of a steroid? Well, that's kind of a conversation that could be a whole nother live stream to go about that because yes. I've, cause I've looked, kind of looked at that, but I also saw that it goes way, way back with people suspected of possibly being on the autistic spectrum, like all, all the way back to like Sir Isaac Newton and whatnot. But, mm. and a lot of times it seems to be like very much genetic really because 
you know, sometimes someone on the autistic spectrum, you know, get married, has a child, and then that child or the, the grandchild ends up being on the autistic spectrum. So, but anyway, uh, but anyway, we uh, going back towards uh, now where you are with the next impacted, trying to bring this issue of the abuse of women to the forefront. And uh, you know, how do you get, how did you get introduced to it, by the way? The next impactor. Yeah. Uh, I I knew somebody who, who uh, I still know somebody that uh, came to me and said to me, Francesca, I think you need to enter this. Hmm. Um, so it is one of the 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 coaches of the next impactor, and um, at the time I thought it was going to be something much different than it turned out to be i must be honest um wow i i must tell you especially now i was so taken aback uh, you know in in july as you know i had a little bit of a health scare mm. so yeah i had to take things a bit easier and and i didn't get to social media and i must say i'm still not into the this big bang of social media at the moment mm. and then now of course it's a women's month in south africa and it is the it is our uh, highest training events it's all this uh, commemorative events and as the national champion you know you you cannot say no to all of them so it is yeah. really the busiest life uh, month in my life as the national champion is august and it's also, um, strangely enough, naturally for business, that business kind of wakes up and everybody gets very productive again after suffering through through June and July, which is our cold months, you know. it's mm. August is more a windy month than, than extreme cold. So it is, from, from so many aspects and perspectives, it's really a uh, high. Uh, uh, high running and, 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 and a volatile month month for me. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then this morning I heard that uh, uh, Kings Velatini moved the the uh, one um, session to the first week in, in September. And I mean, um, that is it is it is a few days of total madness in my life. It is just, um, it's high, high volumes of young women. And it is just an incredible time to deal with it with a lot of preparation. Yeah. And it now moved to the first week in September where it was normally in middle of September. So this morning I got a little bit of a shock. Hmm. Yeah, that and also, you know, the whole voting system now changed and all, and everyone's stressing over that but you know that's again another part of life and it's all for mm -hmm. a good cause for our own individual causes yeah look the, the voting system as it is now the app is is unfortunately it would seem like people that are not living in the states that that our firewalls uh you know our security our firewalls um, rejected and it causes all kinds of, of, of delays and chaos but mm. le let's hope we can we can uh, sort through it all and uh, you yeah. know we had to think a little bit around the, the issue and find alternatives but um, yeah. I think uh, next impactor is an excellent competition and I must honestly say I wouldn't mind if the organizers uh, would say to me, you know what, why don't you do Next Impactor Africa? Um, I'll, I'll rope Vicky in and, and we, we can do it here mm. because it is very difficult and I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a moaner and I'm not a, mm. that's just not me. But it is kind of challenging to, ne to, to negotiate everything when you're sitting on the other side of the world. I must say that it, it is a bit of a mm. challenge, yeah. Yeah, it is a challenge and, you know, it's no doubt it's going to be something they're going to keep in mind for a second season that's after August 30th and onwards. So, uh, 
you know, yes, speaking of... And I must, tell you, I must tell you also, you must also remember South Africa, if you, if you guys earn a, a, a dollar, um, we have to, to earn almost 15 rand. So, you know, to mm. me, my 15 rand is equal to your $15, but because of international financial uh, uh, manipulations and exchanges, Mm. All of a sudden, my my fifteen rand does, has the same value as one one dollar for you. So it's kind of there are many challenges. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're kind of getting close to the end here, and mm. you know, I just wanted to thank you for having some time to really uh, discuss this, and you know, join the through artistic eyes. And you know, how can people find out more about you? And you know, how can they vote for you if they you know, they really support your your mission and all that and the next impact. I think, you know, if people search me on Facebook, they will find me. Um, we have posted our GoFundMe for, for WIN, the women's movement on Facebook. Um, we, you know, my, my books are online. They are at Amazon. They are at various other public stores if they want to do they want to find me, they can just, uh, you know, find me on LinkedIn. Uh, they can find me on Google. They can, you know, if you if you if you type me in, you 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 you'll find me. I promise you. So, uh, but but the the website is www.winwinwomen.com. So that would really be great uh, if if people can read up. Um, I know, you know, in, in the United States, people have their own uh, problems and troubles. But I, I always know that even during the apartheid years, we, we had a lot of support of a lot of people in America. And I am just grateful to be part of Nick's Impactor and that such a lot of light can be shone on many various things that we need to get right as a society. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Man, the brain shuts down at this moment where I say something. Breathe, Christopher, <laughs> breathe. Breathe. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, if you'd like to give your support to her, if you're in the States, uh, I believe uh, she did have the options to the symposium that's still up there yeah, it's through www.thenextimpactor.com you just you just click on her she's in team jason along with me go team jason and uh, you know let's just see what happens next especially since uh, at the finale finale uh, uh one of the producers threw a little surprise at you with making your speech so i'd better let you get back to the planning stages <laughs> yeah, many surprises along the way, hey? Yep. Many. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this also gives you a big stage to really, uh, you know, to really discuss these things. So, um, I. Yes, you know, uh, Christopher. Just to finish off, I'm sure a lot of people listening to to me and understanding, and and also because I can speak about American stats, which I happen to know. Uh, can really actually gain more awareness about what is happening in their own country. I'm quite mm. sure American people didn't know that Louisiana was as plagued with domestic violence, uh, to the, not to the extent of South Africa, but was second in the world as the as, as place. You know, South Africa mm. is number one, unfortunately, and then it's followed by Louisiana. Uh, the Jeez. states, uh, uh, the United States, because it's I think it's because it's so so big. They yeah. actually use the states rather than just the, the country as a whole. But learn, you know, we can all learn from each other. We can all help each other and and maybe just give that extra little spark where, where the mind kind of freezes over. I, I really mm. need a lot of spark. So anybody <laughs> with lots of ideas, send them my way, please. <laughs> yeah, lots of ideas always pop in, especially with what I'm doing with uh, that art, art, autism to autism platform. So that's always forming and, you know, that's just 
life's things are always going to be changing, some for the better, some for the worse, but, you know, it's never going to stay down there forever. Eventually it goes back up, and that's what you're trying to provide here with uh, your mission in life, and I'm sure everyone along with me, especially those that are dealing with the situations you're trying to solve, are very, very thank thankful for you for, you know, stepping up towards that leadership role. Oh, thank you, Christopher. But you know what? I think everybody has got potential to be a leader. Um, yep. If you, if you, if you, and you know, like Brian's uh, acts of kindness. I mean, that should be a wave rippling around the world. You know, we've got in yep. South Africa on the 18th of July the 67 minutes of Nelson Mandela, where mm. everybody is asked to spend 67 minutes doing something good. In, in commemoration of him and his greatness on the day. So, but I think, I really think, you know, daily kindness is, is just an incredible thing. And um, just asking somebody, are you okay? And actually meaning it. Mm. You know, some people ask you, are you okay? And Boasa ask you, they already leave the door. So, I mean, yeah. that means nothing. Please, if you want to ask somebody if they're okay, please actually look at them. You know, and and be interested. Otherwise, rather not ask at all. So, um, yeah. But you know, so, let's yeah. let's make the best of it, and we're all doing something good, amazing. Yeah, and we're going to get into that with all the other members of Team Jason. Brian, of course, is one of them. But for next week, uh, um, on the fifth, at which is going to be back to the schedule of at seven p.m. Central Standard Time, we're going to be in. In, going to be interviewing Kimberly Letnick with her platform of, you know, reconnecting fam families again. So uh, I just oh went. Thank you for reminding me because, you know, I, I will need to get my times adjusted again. Yeah, yeah. you being all the way in South Africa, <laughs> me yeah, being all the way I, in the middle of the to, States. Yeah, now I need to, uh, I will have to start adjusting to daylight saving and to time zones. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, uh, for when you get here to Chicago on the, mm, mm. I believe the 29th, because, yeah, right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I wanted to thank you for being my guest this morning and being able to ha spare the time. And thank you, everyone that has watched this. Uh, hashtag live. And uh, thank you so much, yeah. Christopher. Thank you. <laughs> And please, you know, we're all very proud of you. So, hey, when you've got that moment where you, where you freeze over, have a deep yeah. breath, draw the breath into your belly button. Mm -hmm. Not the lungs. Take it to the belly button and you will see uh, it might affect that for you and might help you uh, recover much faster. Yeah, that's definitely another topic I want to get into in a future episode. So, uh, this again... Thanks for everyone and uh, hope Thank to you. see you again.